for me, bravery is a feeling. Um, and you feel the thing that excites you and scares you and what feels right and wrong in your life. And so getting the ability to tap into that and then getting clear on the next step that you're taking is, is really what the transformation process would be. Uh, and, and I think that that's true for all of us. You don't really need me. You don't even need the journal. You have the ability to do it. Uh, a lot of people forget that because we're so told we're supposed to be this and that. And that I just, ha- I will get to my life later. Let me just get through your priorities and my kids and whoever else. And the process of remembering who our inner leader is, is really what I find so interesting because can you imagine what society would be like if we were all operating from a place where we accessed our inner leader and we were making decisions from a place that is good for, for, for our best self because ultimately that's what's good for the collective self. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a long-time methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. This episode of the show is sponsored by JH Apparel and Promotions. JH Apparel and Promotions is a distributor of a wide variety of promotional and branding products. Our mission is to provide the best price, quality, and service in the industry. From apparel items to the latest tech gadgets, we are your one-stop shop. We are here to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products. Visit us online at www.jhalimperil.com or call 803-610-1717 for more information. Use promo code NWTGBUPOD and get 10% off your first order. All information will be available in the show notes. What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. This is your first time listening. Welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us today. A couple of things. Uh, The con, still pushing it. Uh, Thecon.tv for the brand new, actually it was just released in September, but it's a new true crime documentary series about the 2008 financial crisis and everything that the big short didn't cover as far as how the, uh, how the con was actually laid out when it started, um, how it was covered up, who allowed it to happen. All of that is available in this five part docuseries. So if you haven't signed up and you haven't checked it out, go to thecon.tv where you can watch the first episode for free. If you like it, if you're in, you know, if you're intrigued, 9.99 is all it costs for 14 days to rent it, and that's four more episodes that you get to check out. Trust me, people, it is worth it. I went and bought it again. I I watched it 3 times. And I bought it again and I donated $10 to it, you know, over. So, I mean, this is how much I, I believe in this movie to the point that I'm, I'm advertising it for free. I'm not getting paid for these ads. 
I'm doing it because this is something that I think everybody needs to check out. So if you haven't checked it out and you want to see it, go to thecon.tv. Super simple. There are three different platforms that you can uh, watch it on. I've had on episode 55, uh, one of the producers, Patrick Lovell, if you go to the latest episode on 73, I had another one of the producers and and the associate producer on. So please go check out the con. Next up is IndiePods United Virtual Summit. Please join us for the very first IndiePods United Virtual Summit. Here you will observe and learn from other podcasters how to take what you can't stop thinking about and turn it into something real. The online event for new and veteran podcasters where we come together to create with one another. The IndiePods United Convention happens on November 29th through December 3rd, 2020. Featuring amazing shows, speakers, breakout sessions, entertainment, games, and plenty more as we dive in to learn more about the fascinating world of podcasting. For event information, please visit the Facebook public group, IndiePods United. Tickets will be available through Eventbrite. The IndiePods United Virtual Summit. Together we listen. Relevant links and direct links are available in the show notes for the Facebook group and the Eventbrite tickets. Today's guest, and I'm going to say this is another one that was pulled from uh, probably six months ago, and... This is uh, with Vanessa McDonald, and she explains about her um, bravery journal and uh, what she's doing in the uh, personal development and bravery space. So let's get to the show. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today I'm talking with Vanessa McDonald. Vanessa spent 17 years in corporate and radically changed her life and decided to follow her passion. And she's going to tell us a little bit about that today. Hi, Vanessa. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well, uh, as can be expected in our current situation. (laughs) The new normal, as it's called. Yeah. But really, what does that mean? (laughs) I I don't know, man. I just, I'm trying not to watch any mainstream media. Uh, My ex gives me all the information or uh, the emergency action messages that shoot across our cell phone. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about uh, your situation and what brought you to want to be a guest on my show today. Yeah, I, um, I think like many people, I was really good at following rules. And for me, that meant going to uh, school, studying, coming out, getting a job and, you know, following up a career path. And, and in my case, it was communication. So it began from as an intern and I moved up um, very quickly up that ladder. And then it kind of feels like a game of Tetris when you're doing that. And when you do get to the top of whatever that is, um, that learning and that growth stops because you, you, you're no longer climbing. You kind of sit there and you can often see it with people who, especially people who are lucky enough to have pensions. There's not that many left in that world who have that, but the light starts to go out of your eyes and I could really feel that happening. It felt very comfortable. And I finally, um, and of course, when you're younger, you can do those things because it's easy to jump around and move. But as you're older and there's family responsibilities and financial responsibilities, it's tougher. Um, But uh, we have one life to live. And so for me, uh, the answer was to jump out and be brave. And that led me to me creating um, the Brave Journal. 
which is a, um, a journal that really guides the process of stepping out and kind of changing your life. And, and uh, that's what led me to do the same thing, to actually follow what I wrote in the journal and live in integrity with it. So that's what I am doing at the moment. That's interesting. Yeah, you you brought up a good point, and <clears throat> I don't think you're alone in the fact that you're one of those individuals that followed the rules. Um, mm. You know, the government likes people like you that follow the rules, <laughs> that uh, you know that that play along with the game uh, of life and whatever that is. You know, I, I used to think that it was. Uh, go to school, you know, uh, get into sports, get into college, uh, do all of these, you know, across the, across the, the T's and dot the I's, I call it, mm-hmm. of, of going from adolescence to adulthood to, you know, be having a family and all of that stuff. And it's really not, I just, I just think it's an outdated, uh, it's an it's an outdated way of of doing things since we have so many different ways that we can do other things now that are more important and that we find meaning in. Yeah, and I, I don't think we're taught that. We're in school. We're taught the exact opposite. So we, um, you know, it, it's a safety thing. It's it's you need to do this because you need to eat. You need to learn that because it's the best thing that's going to give you the best chance to have the right house and the right whatever. And I I think it's some of us are lucky enough. And I think that's happening more and more to realize that, you know, that experience is a created one. So, yes, that is a path you can take, but you also have the opportunity to create your own. And once you realize that, you can't unsee that. And uh, that's when I think you really wake up. That's, you know, there's entrepreneurs who see that uh, and, and, and others where it's the ability to create the experience that you're having. Uh, and it doesn't have to look like you were told it looks. Yeah, that's a good point, you know, because we get told a lot of things when we're kids, you know, there's a lot of examples that, you know, or fear based things, like you're saying, how are you going to eat? How are you going to support yourself? Yeah. Is that job going to be good for you? I don't know. You know, and we're sitting in a time right now where, I mean, AI is on the brink of replacing a a bunch of different uh, occupations. And so what you may have thought, you know, when, when you were a kid now, that job may not be available when, when it's, you it's know, the great lie, right? I, I think this, this is exactly, and it, it's why for me, the idea of bravery was so important because I think I even understood that concept in a very different way than what it has come to mean for me. I see it as the ability to access your inner leader and to listen to yourself first. And that was really what for me started the process, which is what is the right thing that feels right for you? What is the step that makes sense right now? Not what you think you're supposed to make, not what someone else's boundaries uh, are telling you. What is the thing for you? And the more I questioned myself and asked, why can't you be brave today? The, the answers were coming back very different from what I should be doing. So did you, did you get a lot of pushback from family, from uh, people in your circle? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, uh, I I left a really well-paying job and, and not a job that I didn't like. I, it, was, it was great. I could have sort of ride, ride that out. It was comfortable. Um, and when I made this decision, a lot of people were, I think there's, there's two sides. There's some that look at you and go, oh, 
that I really want to do, but I can't. And they have immediately, the, before they've even finished their sentence, the 10 to 15 excuses why that's not possible for them. You know, you somehow have a special reason. And then there's the others that just can't understand it. And it's just, it's crazy. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, we'll tell you all the reasons why they can. And what you come to realize is they're not talking through what they think is good. They're worried about you. It's coming from a place of, I need to protect you because you're going to a very dangerous place. And so you really have to be very trusting in your own, um, in your own opinion, in your, in your belief in yourself that it's, it might not work. It's, you know, this might not work. The journal might not be something that is, uh, is going to be able to sustain life and people might not want it. But I, I know that I'm trusting my gut that there's something here and there's someone that needs to hear it. And that's all I have. And that's enough. Yeah, I had a, um, I don't know if you uh, saw any of my or listened to any of my podcasts, but I do have one episode with uh, a, a woman named Emily Ann Peterson, and she talks about bravery as well. Like the episode is about her uh, bravery school that she now teaches and uh, coaches and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, when I, when she was talking about it, I was having a hard time understanding because I don't, I don't, I've, I've never looked at being brave like, like that. You know what I mean? When you think about being like brave, you know, what's bravery, you know, a soldier going into the line of fire, that's right. brave, you know, doing other things, uh, uh, that would be considered brave, you know, like a, a, a first responder or, you know, somebody that puts, uh, their own, um, their own, safety uh in in jeopardy or harm's way to to save somebody else or to help somebody else that was my idea mm -hmm. of bravery and mm -hmm. so i was having a hard time with it but I, I mean like i'm not married to any of my ideas you know what i mean i can i, I if if something makes sense to me and i i i'm not i was able to like see through that and and kind of understand and put myself in, in, uh, you know, another person's shoes, like, okay, well, who am I to say that because I don't understand what your concept of bravery is, that it's not valid. Hmm. You know what I mean? That, oh, yeah. you're silly. You're talking about bravery. I guess that's not bravery. That's just like something else. But I mean, who, who am I? You know what I mean? I'm not I in your shoes. I don't. I, I get it though. I had a, I had major imposter syndrome. So the idea came to me where I I was at a, a point of a little bit of helplessness. I felt very stuck. Um, like I don't know what to do. I can't leave this role. And I finally, in frustration, wrote, "Why can't you be brave?" And from this, the whole outline of what became the journal came to me. And I wrote it very quickly. It took like only two weeks, really, for the whole thing to be written up as the journal. Uh, like, what would I, and it came from a place of curiosity, what would I do if I was brave? And then I stuck it in a drawer and left it there for about three, four months because I had major imposter syndrome. Like, who are you to talk about this? You have led a life of privilege in many ways. You've had a lot of opportunity. And I really didn't. Um, I didn't feel comfortable talking about it because my concept of bravery was very similar to yours. I'm like, I'm not a fireman. I haven't saved a lot. Like, it just didn't feel like the thing I should, but it, that was the word that came. And then finally, it was a friend who said, look, you just have to produce it. And, and when you do, you can sell it in my shop. 
and she owns like a little healthcare shop uh, locally to me. And, uh, and that was like enough for me to go, okay, if I produce it and I lose some, at least I'll make some money back from this. But then what happened is there had been people who have, um, you never know who it needs to hear your message and why somehow the way you created it and the way you say it is, is uh, exactly what someone else needs to hear. So for me, um, I might not be Malala or Brene Brown, who's kind of cornered the market on, you know, courage and bravery. Um, but for some reason, I, I've had people come up to me and say, this is what I needed at this time. And, you know, you helped me get this raise. And I, I one guy in particular had um, a relapse after 20 years with drugs and alcohol. It's not a personal experience I've had. And he said, this is what I need to just, it structured me to get back. And uh, it, it was for whatever reason, um, something that helped him. And it made me think, well, if I only produced this for this one guy, it was worth it. So it was a lesson in also getting out of your own way to allow yourself to support someone else. You don't necessarily know why um, you have the right words that someone needs to hear. No, that you make a good point. Uh, I, I go through that a lot with, um, um, you know, people that I, I talk to and like, you never, like, once you just start doing this and getting into this space and you're putting your message out there, however it is, whether it's in a book, a blog, a, a podcast, a, a, a journal, um, you know, it, you never know who it's going to touch and in, in what way. Um, and it, uh, and I think it comes down to being ready to receive a message. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of us are, you know, we could see the same thing and, you know, the same message coming from five different people. But at that particular point in time, when that message from that particular person happens to hit you, when you are in a position to receive it, mm -hmm. it imprints on you. Yeah. And it, and it, true. and it puts you into action. Yeah. You know, for sure. and we, we all have experienced that I'm sure at one point in time when, you know, we've been struggling with something and, you know, everybody's saying do this, but it's a, a complete stranger says it to you and you're like, Oh yeah, I should do that. And then your mom's like, I told you, you should have been doing that the whole time. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I, we just, sometimes we need to hear it from some certain person and, you know, like what you're doing, it, I find it's another f format of brave. There's probably days you don't want to do this. You might be tired, but you get out and you have the conversation and you, you uncover something that someone needs to hear. It's, it's another path of living outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this, the, I actually do really enjoy the conversation parts of what I do. It's the other stuff that I really am not fond of. <laughs> <laughs> the the marketing and all the time that you have to spend on the social media and everything that's involved with the back the back end of this to to make it what it is right. uh you know i'm not complaining uh it, it's it's fun i mean it kind of is what it is and and you know we it, it is what it is until it isn't right Right. I totally get that <laughs> and maybe it turns into something maybe i help a hundred people maybe i only help one but I mean, at least if, if I can get through to one person to help them to not have to make some of the mistakes I made, it, I guess it's worth it for me. Yeah. You know, for sure. Uh, where, what part of the uh, world are you in? I am currently in Toronto in Canada. Okay. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I, I thought I heard a little bit of a, a little that, that Canuck, uh, <laughs> accent, that Canadian accent. 
I, I moved here in 2011 from England, so I kind of have a very mixed accent. I grew up almost half as many years of my life in London, England as here. Uh, so uh, I have a, a Canadian accent, but um, not a true Toronto accent, because if I was from Toronto, I'd say Toronto, and I don't say that yet. Maybe uh, eventually, <laughs> a couple uh, more years. <laughs> are, are you a, a, a Blue Jays fan? I am, yeah. I So I lived here in the two periods where we... we we, I mean, this dates me, but in, in the early 90s, when we won the um, series, I guess, uh, two years in a row, and then very, uh, when I came back, it was again, when we got close, but not quite um, a couple years ago. You got one of our, our star players from Oakland, old Josh, <laughs> Josh Donaldson. Oh, yeah, that's right. JD, <laughs> yeah, he making it rain. <laughs> <laughs> he's the bringer of rain. Yeah, he's a he was a great player. I uh, really enjoyed watching him play. Um, so uh, here's another question I have about Canada, and you know the current situation that we're here in the United States, where we have uh, you know a bunch of people uh, that aren't working right now. Uh, well, I think we're at like 26 million uh, currently are unemployed uh, and rising quickly. Yeah. Um. And part of the problem that people are facing is, and I'm, I, I would be facing it if I hadn't have gone on a disability, but are you have to work for your insurance because it's employer paid, your health insurance, your medical, uh, dental, all of that stuff. And, you know, we get kind of a skewed view, uh, of what, you know, nationalized healthcare, uh, is and you know you you hear a, a number of different uh people talking about oh well you're gonna you know you're, you're gonna be dead before you get your surgeries and and all of this you know what i mean and i don't know if that's just like disinformation that's being put out by the corporations that don't want to have anything to do with that or you know the, the government or whatever it is uh that is the opposition to that uh and now now as somebody who's in a national health healthcare system are yeah. are those those rumors true i mean is it um it's interesting because uh, uh growing up in the uk has the national health service the nhs in Le in england uh and in canada we have uh we have national health as well so i've only ever lived in this environment um and the opposite really scares me so i've had um while, while living in the uk i had uh chronic sinusitis i, ba I basically had to have surgery uh and i didn't have to wait very long so they do have like a line jumping system where you can top up and and I was under that and so it was a health insurance through the company that allowed me to jump the line so I only had to wait like a couple of weeks for a, this, this non-urgent surgery um, but I don't have any examples of friends who um, had to you know wait for for health and and I, I say that the two examples because and I'm no expert I should I'm giving you purely my own personal experience uh, because England uh, versus Canada, Canada is a country of just over 30 million. So comparatively to the U.S., uh, we we have a system uh, and that, that we don't we don't have to wait as long versus the U.K., where it's a huge creaking system. And in both cases, when I've needed um, access to doctors or surgery, uh, I've never had to wait. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. And I, I can't imagine the fear like, i have a lot of cousins who live in the u.s and, and i'm talking to them especially right now one of them had corona you know and it's just it's frightening uh the the idea of losing everything because you are sick where it, you know we're scared enough that we're 
that we're going to get sick, but at least we don't have that consideration. So, yeah, that, you know, if you do happen to get some services or some treatment of some sort here in the United States and you don't have medical, I mean, it's like you're, 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 you're going to get taken care of, but you're going to have a, a, a huge bill at the end of that, you know, in the upwards of 50 to maybe a hundred thousand, depending on how long your stay was and, and what exactly they did. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's absolutely just astonishing how expensive it is to live in the United States. Uh, well, at least in my part of it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. in the rural areas and in the Midwest, I mean, it's not as, as bad, but I mean, you get, you know, California, New York, super expensive, Hawaii, very expensive. <laughs> and you're stuck on an island. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it looks so beautiful. I mean, one day I, this one place I'd love to go visit one day. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nice. It, it's a good place to go. Uh, Maui is a good place to go visit. It's just really it's expensive, um, but I mean everything is getting expensive. Nothing is what it, it used to be, except for gas right now. But no one can go anywhere. <laughs> except no one can go anywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's this been it, I I was uh, it's the same price or it's just gone a li- up here a little bit. But it was the same price it was when I was in university, and this is like twenty years ago. So for a while, I was going out every day and taking pictures of it and. I just want to drive just so I can, you know, burn the guy is crazy. Yeah. Now, now, now I can afford to just go for a joy ride. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, so uh, any plans on, uh, like the journal is, you know, is it, is it like online almost like a blog or is it? No, it's such a physical product. So you're, um, and I can send you a link for the um, for, for your show notes as well, just to give you some some more detail. It, it's basically um, it's kind of two things. One is it's an accountability tool, um, and I created it in a journal format because that's how I think. Uh, but the beginning of it is really when you have a lot of ideas, a lot of things you want to work on. There's so much science that tells you to focus on one thing, and how do you actually get clear on that one thing? And that's almost like a goal setting process. And so that is something that uh, is in the, in the journal, but it's now something I do as well with um, people that I work with in corporations and one-to-one. And it's really this work of, I have a lot on and I feel overwhelmed and particularly in a time right now, um, sometimes we just need a little bit of breaking it down into something very, very simple. Um, you know, and it, it's kind of like, what do you want? What does it look like? And what's the next step? And so in the most simple format, that's really the three things that the, the, the journal itself and, um, and what I do in, in the coaching and, and breaking it down. And that comes from my own experience of total overwhelm, um, running big teams and having a lot of competing priorities and nothing happens in that gray fuzziness. It kind of happens in the clarity of a black and white uh, experience. And so uh, that's the, what I hope to allow people to understand that they have the ability to do it. I really believe the age of the guru is over uh, the role uh, that, and even with the coaching is always, you have the answer. Let's strip everything away and get very clear so that you can hear what you need to do. Yeah. And, and so do you think that's like, I was talking to someone earlier about coaching and how it's become like this super, like everybody's a coach now. Uh, everybody's a coach. And I really, I really wrestled with that myself. I I created this product out of my own personal need and I'm still fully employed when I did it. And I threw it up on a Shopify store and I sell it online. Uh, And that was always my intent for it. And it was going to be this like side hustle. 
it became a full-time thing um, when the, the journal started to sell well, but also when people started to ask me if I would coach them. And at first I rejected the idea because for all the reasons that you said, everybody's a coach, the market's saturated, nobody needs another coach. Um, and I even wrestled with, is it really consulting? Should I say I'm just a consultant? Um, and then I realized there's something in the definition that makes sense for me and which when I became comfortable with it, because there are coaches who will try and tell you how to behave and who you need to be. Um, and there are therapists as well who have the scientific backing and education to do it, to want to talk to you. But what I like about the journal and what the coaching that I believe is possible is you allow the person to make decisions. You set a container for them to do a, a transformation. And your role is really just to point out where they're playing small and that's it. And once you start to get into the, like, this is the right way, that's, that's like what I don't want to be part of. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's more about like holding a mirror up to someone and, and showing the possibility of what they already know inside. And you're not really showing them something that they don't know because that's what's true, you know? Yeah, so you're basically just like you're taking it from like, hey, look, you you've got this, you've got an ember that's that's inside of you, all right? Mm -hmm. That's already that's already lit. We just yeah. need to find find the right thing that's going to ignite it into a fire that you need it right. to be, uh, to to produce what you're already capable of producing. Hundred percent. Like for me, bravery is a feeling, um, and you feel the thing that excites you and scares you and what feels right and wrong in your life. And so getting the ability to tap into that and then getting clear on the next step that you're taking is, is really what the transformation process would be. Uh, and, and I think that that's true for all of us. You don't really need me. You don't even need the journal. You have the ability to do it. Uh, a lot of people forget that because we're so told we're supposed to be this and that. And that I just, I will get to my life later. Let me just get through your priorities and my kids and whoever else. And the process of remembering who our inner leader is, is really what I find so interesting because can you imagine what society would be like if we were all operating from a place where we accessed our inner leader and we were making decisions from a place that is good for, for, for our best self, because ultimately that's what's good for the collective self. You'd have a lot of single people. <laughs> well, you, you'd ha yeah, you'd have a lot of I, you'd I have do, a lot of single you know, people. I I do think uh, potentially, but there's also a piece of like, and I struggle with this even in the way I talk about it because when I say things like that, people ultimately go to this space of like, oh, it's going to be all super selfish. Like, it's not that at all because when you are full up you are actually able to serve others in a much better way than you can from an exhausted, broken place where you've like broken your boundaries and you're helping others. But it, it is exactly that. Like you, it, you would be at least for a while if you're with the wrong person right now, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, cause you know, a lot of times people don't, we just don't, we don't pay attention to things, you know, like, especially when we're involved in, um, your life, your day to day life. You got kids, like you said. You got children, uh, schedules, uh, work, commute. You know, by the time you get to your real life, uh, you know what you want to be doing. There's no time for you, and there's no energy left for it. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, and that's what I said about you'd be single because you know a lot of times we're we're doing things for other people, and when we take the time, and hopefully a lot of people out there listening are, are doing this right now while you're being paid to be home 
you know, I mean, hopefully you're being paid to be home, uh, yeah. you know, in some form or another, or you're going to get paid by the government or, or, you know, unemployment, whatever, whatever it is that you've got for going for yourself right now is definitely the time to be doing this. Uh, you should have been doing it the whole time. I mean, if I would have, if I would have known that I'd be off for like three months, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't. It, it, so if I was to rethink it right now, no, if I knowing now what I know, I probably wouldn't have went so hard on the podcast and I would have went a little harder on trying to write a book in, in, in this time, you know, cause it's like, when else am I going to have that, that opportunity? And it like half of it's already almost gone. So, I mean, I can still try and get some of it done, but yeah, well, but I'll probably find some excuse not to. <laughs> I was, I was just going to say, I mean, um, you, when it's the right time, the, the time shows up too. I really believe that. And, um, and to your point about what this time is this great pause, like we are, we're all in this giant cocoon. And I, I'm curious as to what emerges uh, in terms of how we behave after what will the new normal look like? Because did the normal that was before really work? Like, did, was that really something worth going back to? So how do we come out of this? Because whether we realize it or not, we, this pause is doing something to us. And I'm curious as what is, what is it going to look like? It's interesting to see the places are slowly coming out of it. Like how, how does that look? How will they behave? Are they ready to rush back into what wasn't working? Yeah, no, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of changes. I mean, this is, this is, this is nothing. What we're going through right now is the easy part. I mean, what's the, what's the financial damage going to be? Uh, you know, what, is there any going to be any forgiveness for anything that, that, that can't get paid? Uh, you know, I mean, what, where are we going to be with that? Is the government going to give some subsidies to the to people that can't afford their, their mortgages or their, their rent, you know, because of something that was completely not their fault, mm-hmm. you know, what, what's that going to be like? That's, that's what I'm, I'm interested in. Uh, and, and the other aspects of it. I mean, you know, this is going to be uh, a positive, a net positive uh, across the board, but it could be a, a, a net negative too, depending on how it's handled. Yeah. You know, it's the thing that we talk about in Canada right now is we're lucky because some of these, we, you know, there are sub subsidies happening right now for mortgages and the ability to uh, ease off landlords to allow rent for free. That This is something that's in the conversation, but, but there's also is increased stories of domestic abuse and what is the mental health pandemic that we're all going to have after this? And how does that affect us? So it, it's, we're in a great unknown. We don't know. And it, any of us could say, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be better. And I, mm, there's a lot of things we don't know yet of what's mm. going to happen once all of the dust settles, right? Yeah, yeah. And that you, that's a good point. Uh, you're talking about, you know, mental health. Uh, you know, people are being isolated. They're, you know, having you know, things that they were going through, they're having to, and, and they had these, uh, all of these activities and things to hide behind. And, and now you're, you're, you have no choice, but you have to deal with yourself, you know? Oh, and, yeah. I mean, the, just how I wrote the journal two years ago. So I, uh, I'm not a necessarily a big baseball fan. I'm a soccer fan or a football fan, as I call it. And the World Cup happened. And I watched so much. TV that I was disgusted with myself. So I canceled my cable and it was the first Saturday after where I had not made any plans. And I was in a quiet house that I just sat with this piece of paper in front of me. And that was when the idea where, what, where can you, why can't you be brave? That was when that question came because it was the first time I heard myself. 
you know, there was no distraction or noise in the background. And that question came up. So I also think about that right now, because there are people in that situation, like you said, who are isolated or um, there's also the opposite where, you know, they don't have a moment to even breathe. But uh, for those who are in those quiet paces, I'm curious, like, what are you hearing? And, you know, what what is it whispering in your ear? Because there can be some amazing pieces of creative out of that. I think that coaches are going to be uh, in high demand after all of this, you know, coaches of some sort, you know, we've got all kinds of different ones. You've got, uh, you know, bravery coaches, you've got, uh, I mean, you name, you name it, they're out there. Yeah. And I think that people are going to start finding value in, in that. And I, and I, I, I find value in, in it too. Uh, like there's some things that I could use mentoring on. I'm just cheap. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for it. And, and it's uh, that, that's part of, part of my issue. Uh, you know, I'm always trying to find a way to, to barter or, you know, Hey, look, you, if, if, you know, you want to, uh, do that, I was talking to one person and, and they gave me an outrageous price and, uh, I was like, well, you know, you should look at it this way. Uh, I'd be willing to pay you, but I'm going to pay you not as much as you, you think you should have, because if it works, and everything that you're telling me and trying to sell me works. I have the platform where I can blast it out to everybody as an example. So, you know what I mean? It's really when you're, when you're dealing with people that can actually help you too, you have to think of it as, all right, well, maybe this is an investment. So I'll invest in this just so people can see that it works. You know what I mean? It's proof of concept. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I had the same thought uh, with, with coaches uh, when I first kind of got into this world and was like, how can that possibly be worth that? You know, I have a different feeling on it now, obviously doing the work myself, but I also realized I've invested in my own coaches. And what I, what I re- realized for me was that time is important. So particularly building a business, I had not, I came from a service-based industry. I didn't know anything about e-commerce and bringing in coaches to help bring, it literally cut years from the growth pattern because instead of investing in all the wrong avenues, it became very clear like, oh, you do this and you do this. This has to happen first. So it was totally worth it. But um, if you if the transformation is not something that's going to give you either time or, or money ultimately back and, and you can't be promised, uh, it, it is it is a questionable experience. You need to be able to understand what you, what you're bartering for. So, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. But who knows? I'll probably end up doing it. I'll, I'll, I'll score something. Uh, I'm a pretty good wheeler and dealer that way. <laughs> That's uh part, part, part of my background. God, where, where'd the sun go? It got dark over here all of a sudden <laughs> or darker. I said, I said, where did the sun go? I'm looking around and it just got darker over here all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're in, um, you're in California, did you say? Or? Yeah, yeah, Northern California. Northern California, okay. It's I'm a little east coasted. Looks brighter over here. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's uh, it's a little overcast over here. It's really windy. Um, so I don't, I don't. Who knows? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a little bit better. I'm in a good area though, uh, Northern California, right by the water, not the ocean, but a river. Beautiful. All right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, touch on today? Uh, no, I think this is a really interesting conversation. I mean, we're in a in a time where if I hope everybody has the ability to access their bravery because that's what we need right now. So I wish that for all your listeners. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I just, I hope that everybody's getting something beneficial out of whatever it is that you're doing right now. You know, I, I saw a meme that was really funny and it, and it said, if, if, if you don't either start, start something, uh, finish something or whatever during this whole time, then the problem was never, you didn't have time. The problem was always you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's the great pause. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and uh, plug all of your places, your spaces, and anywhere you want people to follow you at and uh, where they can find the, the Bravery Journal. And then uh, we'll, we'll also uh, shoot me an email after this with a picture and, and the uh, all of that stuff. That way I can just copy and paste it and throw it in there. And I don't get it wrong because I get things wrong quite a bit. <laughs> no worries. Uh, if anyone is interested, in, you can actually Google Vanessa and the Brave Journal and it comes up. Um, but you can also find me on Instagram at brave underscore journal. And um, my company, my leadership coaching is under Courage Creator. So that's uh, that's the website. But I'll send you all the links so they'll be easily seen in the, in the show notes. All right. Great. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate your time. And thank you for stopping by and hanging out with me uh, this afternoon. And uh, have a good weekend and be safe. Uh, continue, continue social distancing. Wear your mask. <laughs> I'm doing all those things. I hope you guys are too. Take care. It's nice to talk. All right. You too. Bye. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.